0: Good evening and welcome to the ME7 podcast. The Jills, uh, well, they read us back in and hope that we are going to stay up after Fridays to, to draw at Cheltenham and then we, be- we we get brought crashing back down to earth after a uh, nil-nil draw to Fleetwood Town this afternoon. Um, tonight I'm joined by obviously Owen, I think James Clue is going to try and join us in a little bit. but. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, let's get straight into it then. What, what what did you make of this afternoon?
1: I think it was one of those games where it's clear to see why both sides are where they are in the table, I think, is the best way of putting it. I think it was just a, a game of such low quality. I think two teams who, as I say, are where they are for a reason. I don't think Fleetwood really came here looking to get anything other than a point, and you know, fair enough, they've got it, obviously. Yeah, the added caveat for them is they've got to play another relegation rival, Wimbledon, in a few days, so I suppose, from their point of view. They may be thinking four points is a good return, get the get the tough one, which would be us out of the way, and then go and play Wimbledon. But for us, it really was a case of um, of, of win or bust, I think. And um, if we'd held on on Friday afternoon against Shelton, then maybe it wouldn't have been the worst point in the world. But I think given that we didn't, and now we've struggled to beat a team who, you know, to be honest, are probably the poorest team I've seen in a very long time at that Priestfield is is a bit of a damning indictment of where we are, and a bit of a reality check, I suppose. As much as we all like to get carried away about the chance of survival, I think today was a massive, massive point in the the wrong direction. Because I think we now have games against Portsmouth, who you know people might say have nothing to play for, but they're still going to want to win. Because why wouldn't you? And then our other side would be kind of Priestfield looking to either tie up promotion or potentially even. Try and mammoth a late strike for the title, and it's going to be one of them where you know it might end up being relegation versus promotion at the end of it. But I think we're gonna we're gonna be uh, relying on a lot of other results and hoping that we can somehow pick up at least one win out of the two because I don't think a draw, two draws will be enough. And I think we need to win one of them and just see what happens. But yeah, I think it's I think it might be one of those games we look back on in a couple of weeks and think that was uh, the nail in the coffin, if you like.
0: James, can we hear you or not? no i can't we can't hear you can't hear you oh, we we could try them throughout this evening um uh, maybe 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 joining on your phone that might that might be a better option Joining on your phone that might be a better option. We'll bring you back in james um I let's go back to friday then um you obviously did, did you manage to go up there did you manage to go on friday yep. um okay but we but we we've obviously seen plenty plenty of the highlights and things like that and, and we've spoken to plenty of people um Look, looking in reflection, after being ahead twice, um, yeah, what was it? Two points dropped.
1: I think when you're in, you're in front twice in a game it's always two points dropped, no, against it, no matter against who you're playing against. I think yeah, it's, it's one of them where we've just we've scored two good goals and conceded two really poor ones. I think mean, the first one we let a guy run all the way down the wing without a challenge. He gets in, it's a <laughs> to save Marin Chapman, but he palms out into the wrong area and it's an easy finish. And in the second one, we lose two headers from a set-piece. And I think that's the first goal we've conceded from a set-piece under Dale Harris. It's not something we're renowned for whatever, whatever, but it's another really poor goal to concede. And I think it's going to be it's gonna be what those those sort of games, I think, that may determine where we are coming into the season. Look back to the late goal at Sunderland, where we couldn't hold on for a point. And Friday again, where we couldn't hold on for all three, which would have made a massive difference for reflection of today's draw as well, it would have been a bit more uplifting in atmosphere, I suppose, in this podcast, given that we've only got four points at the Easter period, but as it is, it's two. And uh, it's just, I think our failure to to get results when we've been in the good positions to see them out is going to be somebody that's going to come back in a couple of weeks' time. And we'll be looking to those sort of games, the, the game today, the Wimbledon home game, Cheltenham, Sunderland, you know, it, it might just end up being that sort of scenario that uh oh, send us in the wrong direction. I, I do apologise. This isn't a very upbeat podcast today, but um, you, you, can, you can only you can only deal with what you see. Unfortunately,
0: James, can we hear you now or not? Can you hear me now? Yeah, there we yes. go. James, is yeah, yeah. here? He's <laughs> here. Here we go. Perfect. We can hear you. Okay, right, James. Obviously, you were at the game this afternoon. Um, I was. Just, just, just give us your assessment of it
2: uh first of all i'll try and put a positive spin on it um i thought it was fantastic to see priestfield packed today really really good to see uh all those fans in there today it, it really gave the place a bit of a buzz and strangely optimistic as well i mean i i, I am as you know james quite a pessimist as a Jules fan um but i was very optimistic today my dad thought we'd win 3-1 i thought we'd win um and I spoke to a couple of others around me and everyone seemed to think it, that, that we would do the business today. Um, but I just I don't think we really turned up, to be honest with you today. I, th- I think we were just we, it was cagey. It was two poor teams. Um, and, and the point I made t- today uh, while, while I was chatting during the game, I think although the the attitude and the um, the mentality has obviously improved enormously under Neil Harris, I'm not entirely convinced the football is is that much better than it was under Steve Evans, to be honest with you. We still seem to have this tendency to just lump it long constantly all the time. And when you get a referee like we we got today who's not going to give Verdane Oliver anything, that is a recipe for disaster. And and it didn't work for us again today. I mean, what, do we have one clear-cut chance today? Not good enough. Not good enough. And I just think that I don't think we went for it. I don't think we went for it. I really don't.
0: Yeah, frustrating one, isn't it? Because Harris has obviously done a lot, a lot of good work since he, since he's walked through the building. And yeah, and um, as you mentioned, I mean, it's. It, it, I think we can look look back on this weekend as this this was the this was the weekend that was going to obviously define the season, and and we've walked away from from the weekend um with, with two nearly points, and we are. I, I think I think I think it's fair to put this question both to you. I mean, we'll start with you first. Are, are we in real trouble now?
1: Yeah. For the record, by the way, I said 0 nil. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, On yeah the in, 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 in
0: all honesty, in all honesty, I mean, are, are are we are we in serious trouble going through that trapdoor?
1: Yeah, I think we are. I think we will.
0: Really, really. Okay, okay, James
2: yeah same. Uh, I think had we won today I think uh, that would have been it would have been all over by the shouting to be honest with you but I think today's result um, will be a huge huge boost for Fleetwood who who, who who haven't been able to buy any points recently and that's a that's a huge point for them today I'll be a massive shot in the arm for them psychologically I think it you could see at the end a lot of the players a lot of the jills players were down on their haunches they they felt that 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 um, that draw today and it felt like a defeat. And I think again, psychologically, knowing we've got to go into two really, really tough games—Portsmouth and Rotherham—it doesn't get much harder than that. Um, yeah, I, I think we're in serious trouble. I think uh, it, it was it was win or bust today for me, to be honest. I know not—I know it wasn't mathematically, but it feels like we are in deep, deep trouble now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, you mentioned James about about the the football that we obviously played this afternoon under under Harris, and it was kind of. Steve Evans-esque as, as such. Mm. Do, do, do you put that? Do you put that down to, to to him and 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 the management staff, or or is it a case of he's just he's he's he effectively have has his hands hands tied and and dealt with the cards that he's playing with?
2: Well, I think he he alluded to it today in the in the pre match uh, talk he did that uh, obviously you know they haven't had a huge amount of time on the training ground. Um, I don't think he's certainly not going out there and saying, right, lads, lump it long at every opportunity. Um, I think he absolutely is hamstrung by the players that he's got. But what is frustrating is we've got we've got a centre back in Masterson who can play the ball out of his feet. And he did it. I think I saw him do it twice today. Um, But Jack Tucker, much as I love him, looks for the big lump every single time. Maxime are very similar, just a big diagonal every time. And don't get me wrong, there's a place in football for it, um, but you've got to mix it up. And we, we just don't mix it up enough, and we've become very predictable. And Fleetwood today had uh, – they defended very, very well. They had some they had some really, really good players in their defence today, and they, they were able to handle pretty much everything we threw at them. And then, like I say, when you couple that with a referee who seemed pretty determined not to give Dane Oliver anything at all, it I, how can professional footballers – not see that something isn't working. I don't understand that. Um, and con- constantly do the same thing. Do you know, the only time we started to play football today was when David Tutunder came on. Yeah. Um, and I've been one of his, one of his biggest critics, certainly earlier in the season, but the guy has been a revelation under Neil Harris and he actually looks like he wants to get the ball down and play. And it just, it just wasn't happening. And I think that, you know, there were several opportunities where we, we, we worked the ball out to Ryan Jackson and it looked like he might have an opportunity to run at his his defender, and again, it was just always the the, the big lump across rather than driving into the box and taking his man on and, and and trying to do something a bit different. And I I think you're right. I think Harris is absolutely hamstrung by what he's been left with. There's no doubt about that. We we are limited in quality. We know that. Um, but these are professional footballers, James. They 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 should be able to know when something isn't working and have the ability to actually make a few changes here and there. Yeah.
0: I mean, um, yeah, it, it's, it's been a frustrating weekend though, isn't it? It is not its that we, we, we looked at these two games um, a while ago now. Um, and um, it was, it, it was the two games that we looked at and went, we have to win those games. We have to win those games. Um, is it, Really frustrating looking back on it that we'd led we've led twice at Cheltenham. We've had big chances today. Certainly the Charlie Kelman one where the ball from Ryan Jackson is planted right on his head. And if a confident forward is at the end of that header, it's in the back of the net. We've had we've had chances across this weekend, in fairness, to to pick up six points. Um could could we look back on this weekend and think, well if we end up going down, we've only got ourselves to blame
1: now. Yeah, I think we've had enough chances to get ourselves out of this. I don't think it'll be the likes of losing 7-2 at home to Bolton and 3-0 at home to Upswich to relegate us. So it'll be the fact that we've played Wimbledon and Fleetwood who have probably won about one game between them in about 25-some games and we've not managed to beat or score against either of them. And those are the results that are going to define your season come the end of it. And we've given both for level point when we should have been beating them. And, you know, if they finish above us, Although Wimbledon probably quite unlikely now. But if Fleet would pip us uh, to spot a safety, then that'd be why. And I think it's just a case of, you know, you mentioned Chick Kelman's chance. That's the only clear cut chance I can think of that we created today. I can't think of anything else. But he should have definitely scored it. He's managed to not only not get that good a connection on it, but headed straight to the keeper as well. And there's another chance where the ball's lofted over to him and he gets the goal side of the defender and he's got a clear strike a goal and he decides to fall on the floor instead and try and get a penalty, which as you can tell, I didn't think it was a penalty. I thought he was just in a great position to shoot and probably score, but he decides to go down. And then, you know, even if we don't have him for the rest of the season now either. So what Dixon Peters, who's got, you know, these are the options you're dealing with at the minute. It's not, it's not the sort of options you're going to look at and think, oh, we have a chance here. The difference here is between a lot of the teams down the bottom is this you look at Morecambe; they'd be relegated long gone if it wasn't for Carl Stockton. Um, Wimbledon don't have that kind of player. That's where they are. Where they are. Doncaster the same. Crew the same. But we're one of those teams, along with Morecambe, who have a striker in Vadan Oliver who can score goals that can help us get out of situations. But we can't rely on him all the time to do it. And the reality is, obviously, Harris has got what he's got. And obviously, as soon as he came in, we lost Lloyd for the season. McDonald's already out for the season. Carriol's disappeared. We're probably never going to see him again. We we have next to no options. That's the issue we have. And I think, you know, you're, you're going to have to be playing, you know, a Norwich low knee who's not got barely any minutes since he's been here to try and help us get a good result at Portsmouth and and, and Rotherham. But I, that's the reason. I, don't, I think it's been our problem all season. We, we lack an experienced second-choice striker. We just don't have it we've had Oliver and then we've relied on loans and Kelman didn't work out the first time. I know he, he puts 100% in every time but I'm, I know he's scored a couple of goals that have got us a victory as well but it's not something I really rely on in big moments to get us that goal. And I've, I think that's sort of what it might come down to as well as, you know, f- throwing away results. We just don't have that second choice option. And like James says, it really is lump and hope and nothing else because all we have is Oliver who will win most of his aerial battles. We know that but then you also need someone switched on next to him to know where it's going to fall and to latch onto him. Most of the time today, it was just hopeful balls forward Oliver not winning all of the headers, to be fair, but flicking them on into the goalkeeper's area for him to come and collect easily or headering it the opposite direction to where Kelman's running. It just didn't seem like there was any connection today. And I just never thought, even before the send-off, I just never saw the goal come in. I didn't think they were going to score either because they're not very good. But it just seemed to be one of those games that from the back about the fiftieth minute onwards just look destined for nil nil and as it proved. Yeah. Um
0: you mentioned obviously Charlie Cowan there. Well his afternoon ended up ending before before the ninety minutes even even went out. Um James, what did you make of the red card?
2: Uh it's a really really interesting incident I thought. Um we actually we were talking about it at the game today and uh, we we said you know it would make a really interesting what would you do if you were the ref situation because I I've, I've certainly never seen that that happen before what, in that situation. Um, my first absolute initial instinct was both players have been very very silly. Um, they were both dangerous challenges. They both leapt in studs up um, for a you know for a ball that neither of them was was going to get. Um, That's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is to say that it was a a full-blooded 50-50 from two committed players who have really gone for the ball. Um, I think ultimately, and this might be controversial, but I think ultimately the referee made the right decision. I think it it was dangerous play from both players, and therefore the red card for each was the correct decision. Where it looks a little bit of a grey area is the fact that he gave Gilles the free kick. So how does that work? You know, maybe we should be looking at a drop ball in that situation. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I think ultimately it wasn't the wrong decision from the referee, but it was a very unique situation. And I think I don't blame Kelman. I, th- I think Kelman had put himself about quite a bit during the game. As Owen said, he always gives a hundred percent. You cannot, you cannot level that against him. And I think that was just a situation where he absolutely wanted to win that ball. And he was met with another guy who also wanted to win the ball equally as much. So, it didn't look pretty and I, I hope the guy's okay. He didn't, he certainly didn't look too great um, coming off at the rain of men, but um, yeah, a, a really, a really strange situation. I thought that red card today, really strange situation.
0: Yeah. You mentioned about the gray area. I mean, Um the gray area was that he pointed for a Jill's free kick. So he must have thought that um, the Fleetwood, the Fleetwood player had done almost more damage to, to Charlie than Charlie had done to him. So, does that then suggest the question is posed that Charlie's not been as forceful as the Fleetwood player? Is, is, could could that could that could, could that have been a question posed to it, or do you, or do you agree with James that it was too that da- it was too dangerous challenges and Charlie ended
1: up coming off worse? I, I couldn't really tell what happened in real time. Even on the replay, I'm sort of struggling to really let's like, see who goes in first. I think what he's done is I think he's given us the free kick. I think he's always going to send off the the Fleetwood player, and I think he's. Giving it a second, looked at the extent of the fleet players' injury, decided to send them both off. And what I will say is, it takes a very brave referee to make a decision like that because I don't think I've, I've never seen it before. But, and it's sort of like, um, it's sort of like scoring a goal and the offside flag coming up. You see a red cobbler position, everyone's chewing, and you're like, oh no, hold on a minute. But, you know, it's it's one of them. I think, yeah, well, I say it's one of them. I've never seen it before. But, um, I think, I think it probably was the right decision. I don't think, I think if you're going to send one of them off, you've got to send both of them off in that situation because I think otherwise it, it just doesn't look right. I think it's none, I don't think either of them got in there with any particular intent and were just both trying to get to the loose ball. But I think, I think Harris has said in his interview that he's going to appeal it. I don't see that being successful, but it, it is what it is. I'm, I think he's given us the free kick because, as I say, I think he was going to just send the flick of player off at first, but then obviously decided to the extent of their injury it's going to be a red car for both and you know we got the free kick from it, it would have been interesting if we would scored from it to see what uh see what happened after that in terms of what the uh fleet manager's reaction was but uh sadly like everything else this afternoon it came to nothing
0: yeah and we've got a problem now haven't we if charlie if we don't win the if we don't win the appeal um and and charlie's suspended well obviously we're, we're counting on effectively with dane oliver and, and dickerson peters and, and and for me, every time I've seen Dickinson Peters, in, in all due respect, he's not—he's not football league ready. Um, and so we're going into these these final two games in, with effectively one goal scorer, um, which I suppose, if you look at the grand scheme of things, it's probably been no different all season. So, um, yeah, James, is is that 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 just
2: then makes the two games even even, even harder, doesn't it? It, it does, but I, I I I think you just you just hit an nail on the head there right at the end. Of what you just said, I think, much as I think Charlie Kelman has has worked very very hard um, it, with the best player in the world, he, he is not going to score us too many goals. He's certainly not going really to get the goals that keep us in in League One. Um, he reminds me very much of Gary Mulligan from a few years ago. Uh, an absolute workhorse who will always give you a hundred percent, but never ever looks like he's going to hit the target or score a goal. Um, so I don't actually think. Charlie Kelman is a huge loss. I think you could almost throw anyone up there and they would probably do a similar job. Um, Dixon Peters. I don't think, I don't think we've seen enough of him to comment, to be honest with you. I think he's, he's had a handful of minutes. Um, Anything under Evans this season, I think you can write off quite straight away. I don't think that that means anything. So he's had a handful of minutes under Neil Harris. um, And let's just see what he can do. Um, Goal scoring wise, it, it can't really be much worse than Charlie. What Charlie Coleman scored twice? Is it two goals he scored? Yeah. Um, it's not enough. Um, so you can really stick anyone up there with V, or you can you can you can let V, you know, play a furrow on his own, which for a lot of time he has been doing anyway. I don't think it's a, a big miss. If, if we were talking about Vaden Oliver now, it's a different story, isn't it? So um, I think the fact that it was Charlie Kelman out of the two of them that went, i I. I much prefer Charlie Kelman to be gone for three games than Verdane Oliver, but yeah, it, it, it obviously it's another body, isn't it? That's that's, that's we're down. Um, I mean, Dan Phillips came in today, um, and and you know, a, a walking red card at the best of times. So you know that was a surprise that he wasn't the one that went off as well. So it's yeah, it's it's another body down, which is frustrating. But I'm glad it's Kelman and, and not Verdane Oliver because then we would be in serious trouble.
0: Yeah. And so, anyway, that, that runs it off nicely. Um, I, It's not been a positive podcast this, this evening, but uh, you, you can't be positive all the time. Uh, we've got two massive games in the next couple of weeks to see if the jewels can stay in League One. Well, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? For now, good night.